0: Hello, everybody. Hope you had a nice break. Now, As we start audit season, I'm delighted to inform you that Catherine Kaminsky, the co-leader at PwC's US Trust Solutions, is our guest today. Catherine talks about her journey to become a leader in audit, PwC's initiatives to attract talent, and concludes with her tips for supporting diversity initiatives. But first, I'd like to introduce you to CAW Networks, New sponsors, Propylon. Today's episode is brought to you by Propylon. Now, if you're an auditor, you're familiar with the battle to keep up with ever evolving risks and standards. Propylon's TimeArt platform lets professional practice teams create more guidance content with controls to reduce the risk of errors and inconsistencies but most importantly, it enables auditors to find the content that they need to improve audit quality, efficiency, and consistency. Welcome to the Difference Maker Podcast, the show that highlights chartered accountants who are making a difference either in their industry, company, or for social good. A podcast created by CAW Network USA. Catherine, thank you very much for joining us on today's show. My pleasure. Yeah. Catherine, so can you tell us a little bit about your current role at PwC?
1: Sure. I'd be I'd be very happy to. So I've worn a lot of different hats at PwC, Where, um, but I will tell you, I started in my career as an auditor, so I still always mm-hmm. call myself an auditor. But um, what I do now is I'm the vice chair of our what we call our U.S. Trust Solutions, and I'm a co-leader of that practice. And what I do in that practice is that it brings together what our core businesses are and its core audit, other assurance services, so think about ESG, digital assets, anything like that, but also our tax reporting and tax reply compliance. And before that, I actually ran as an auditor our tax business and did also was the New York managing partner. So when you really think about broadly what my job is, is I co-lead about 21,000 partners and staff who really are the day-to-day people who do the work. And my co-leader and I, Wes, are responsible for overseeing the work that they do.
0: Amazing! It sounds like you wear a lot of hats. It sounds very exciting and hands on. It's great!
1: It's great. There's no better job. I always say.
0: Yeah, and what I found interesting, I I only found that this out recently, is that am I right in saying you didn't actually start out by studying accounting in university?
1: I didn't. I always tell the teams when I go visit because I think it's very funny. So I have a history degree and I actually started Mm. in Canada. So they used to have an arts and science program, but they used to always call me non-relevant. So now that it always makes them laugh a little bit because I say to them, I'm pretty relevant right now. But I I did start with a very different background.
0: Yeah, That's interesting. And tell us a little bit about that journey uh, and your experience in audit.
1: Sure. It was a, you know what? It was a really interesting journey. So I'll be all honest. I was in my fourth year and I was not sure what I was going to do. And I always had an agreement with my parents that like in the summers, I had to have a job for two of the months. Cause in Canada, we got about four months off. So Mm -hmm. I used to always have to have a job, but then I used to go be a summer camp counselor. And my job used to be, um, I grew up in Ottawa and Ottawa, some people knew it many don't, but as sort of the, um, is the Silicon Valley of the North. And so I worked for a computer software company for two months every summer doing accounting, books and records, but never having done it. And so I went to career, you know, to university, I went to the career center and there was this posting for an arts and science student uh, to work at PwC or Cooper's and Lybrand actually at the time. I applied. I got the job. I started with one accounting credit and went to school part time while working full time and went through all my exams in Canada and became a CA in Canada, then moved to the US and um, redid everything and became a CPA.
0: That's very interesting, Catherine. And I first came across your profile and, you know, it's apparent that you have extensive knowledge and experience in audit. What has audit done for you? Why do you like it so much?
1: Such a great question because I really do like it. Um, So to start with, just I think fundamentally why do I like it is it's a little bit like a mystery. You get to ask questions, figure things out. But on top of that, I really like client service and the ability that you get as an auditor to work on different clients, see different clients, connect with clients is really amazing. And not every day is the same because it offers different opportunities working on different things. And then on top of that, you know, you could also go to the global side of it where you have global clients, you travel, you see different things. And um, the best part about serving on a client that sort of understands what an auditor does is the interactions that you have and the ability to ask questions and dig deeper. I loved all of that.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's it's certainly a a very broad experience that you get. as an. I qualified as an auditor back in the day Um, and just the fundamentals are there that help you in so many different roles across finance.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you you spoke about client service there and, and being focused on the client. Can you elaborate on what you think are best practices or any advice you would have for the listeners about becoming client focused?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is listen, right? That, um as an auditor, you need to go in sort of with all your senses open, but listening to what the clients have to say and not having any preconceived notions so that you can understand and you can listen. The other thing I always say to my teams is also being intellectually curious so that you read different things, you see different things, because more than not, the way you can build a relationship with a client isn't only talking about debits and credits, right? It's making sure you've read the newspaper that day or talking, you know, look, in this world, day and age, before you even meet with a client, you can look at LinkedIn and see what school they went to based on sort of what's out there and sort of really trying to build that rapport and relationship so that you can have easy conversations but honestly so you can have hard conversations because you've built the relationship so I really think that um, that's so important when you think about broadening your horizons in accounting that it's not just about the numbers it's about relationship building and that's one of the ways that you can do it
0: yeah and since I qualified you know the world has moved on a lot and what are the skills now that are required to become successful in audit
1: You know, I'm not sure they're that different than they were when we both started. I think Mm -hmm. that the basic, you know, I say this to people in general, like you have to know the technical, right? You have to go in with a sense of the technical. And if not, you have to learn and you have to study before. So you need to have the expertise and that's audit, that's tax, that's sort of anywhere but i think the other things that come with it is um staying in tune with the technology cuz you use data differently and you think about it differently so i think you know it's no longer seven column or 14 column paper you need to use the different tools and honestly it's not even excel anymore right it's different tools and different things but i think the basic premise for it hasn't changed that much because You know, accounting profession is so much more than just numbers, right? You do get this big, great front row seat to the business world and think about the important questions and issues facing businesses. So you need to be thoughtful and and provocative. And so I think all of those things were there when we did it. I think the technology is a big change, but I think the base premise, relationships, client service, knowing the technical, and honestly being open to having really hard conversations because- Part of being an auditor is being sceptical and challenging, and you've got to get comfortable doing that.
0: Yeah, certainly. And, you know, we're hearing a lot from the accounting regulators and bodies globally that, you know, they need more auditors to meet the demand in the industry. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on the benefits of audit for professionals who are starting out in the career? Can you kind of elaborate more if you were to try and convince those auditors to join?
1: Yeah, I would start with there is no place in my opinion that you can start as a first year associate working with great groups of people, learning from both the people you work with, the people who you are your clients, and that you can move through an organization and have many different careers in mm-hmm. one job or many jobs in one career. You know, how many people after 3 years at school get to lead a team? How many people after 3 years that's, you know, out of school get to be in a room with a CFO of a public company? How many people after 3 years, you know, out of school get to do immense training both on the job, off the job, soft skills, hard skills like I think there's a preconceived notion that you start with accountants like that old thing still with the pocket protector and the calculator. Mm. It's so much bigger and better than that. And I just can't speak more passionately about the fact that how important it is. I have a, you know, I have three boys, actually two 15 year olds and a 16 year old, and I hope they go into accounting because I think it is the best basic premise to start your job in the world, it's a professional designation you can get early in your career and you never lose it, right? And mm. I'm not saying everyone wants to be a partner or wants to stay forever, but I don't think there's a better learning experience than starting as an accountant.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I'm actually, uh, there's three in my family as well, and we all qualified <laughs> in audit. So
1: yeah, uh, there you go. A,
0: a, fun, a fun dinner table at Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, certainly I hear you like audit, you get so much exposure to different business models, exposure to the business leaders that it stands yeah. to you no matter what role you go into, right? It's it's that generic business knowledge that you gain from from the audits.
1: And meet great people, right? Like I think people would be surprised what a people business it is, because it really is, right? Like the biggest assets i public accounting firms are our people. So, like, I think people forget, like, you get incredible people skills by doing it as well and working with different people and learning how to work with different people. So I, I think it's such a such an amazing place to work.
0: Yeah. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, how firms can attract talent, do more to attract uh, talented auditors into the to the profession. And I know you recently launched the PwC's Reimagined, people experience yeah. for example can you tell us a little bit more about that and then for our listeners who are you know auditors around the globe what advice would you have for them for attracting and retaining talent
1: yeah so what pwc did it's it's actually called my plus where we um, spent a lot of time thinking about our people experience and did a lot of research. Um, not just talking to our own people or talking to our own partners, but we looked at talking to schools, talking to clients, talking to, you know, businesses about what do people want, what do they see. And there was a few themes that came out. And then one of the themes that came out a lot was personalization. You know, um, people, uh, want their careers to be a little more personalized and making different choices that, you know when when I grew up in audit, um you know, I did spend some time in different businesses when audit was not as busy. So you know having that opportunity was a really big theme. So we're really looking over three years to really digitally reimagine and re and transform the way we deploy our people and the way we think about it, but also looking at different aspects of it. the fact that, Going back to where I started, that we are incredible trainers of talent. So, how do you take the training of talent to teach people different skills, to have them deployed differently, to give them, you know, that excitement is really what we're focused on. Um, and I, you know, my advice on all of this is, and I say this to our partners all the time, and we talk about it a lot as each one of us have to tell our own personal story because we all stayed and each of us have different reasons to why we stayed. But I would tell you thematically, they're not all that different. We had great experiences. We make Great, met great people, worked with really um, different clients, had some really incredible challenges, like intellectual challenges throughout what we did. And I think that we just don't tell our stories enough because once our people hear our stories, it makes them want to stay. And I think that's what's so important.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I think firms are starting to adopt better practices in, in, in that area and caring about their employees. Um, and their Absolutely,
1: personally. and and if I could say one other thing that I think is really important is that you know, um, what we do matters. Like I really fundamentally believe that that. um I, luckily enough, had a grandmother uh, who was 98 and she used to go to the bank every day to get her money out. And I always say, like, because of the work that we did, my grandmother can go to the bank and get her cash out because the cash is there. And we should be proud of that and tell people about what we do because we do make a difference.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and the functioning of the capital markets and, you know, all the scandals that have happened in the past, auditors have an important role to Reduce the risk of that now. Exactly. You've been featured in Bloomberg and you're an active advocate in ensuring women have equal opportunities in the workplace. What advice would you have for firms uh, looking to improve the opportunities in their organization?
1: Yeah, I think you know it really is defining what success looks like, and so I always say success will be when you know our starting classes look like our partner classes, and and when you know we are very we have a transparency report, and we're being transparent with our people to move along. Um, you know, my best advice is pick a person, advocate for them, not just... We talk a lot about mentorship, and we need mentors, and we need to mentor people, but we also have to advocate and sponsor our women. And that means sort of pushing um, people. I had a lot of people in my career who pushed me to do different Mm -hmm. things, but at the same time, they had my back, right, so that I knew I could do it, and if something happened, they would be there to help me through it, and that's advocating and sponsorship. So I think it's, you know, very... um, salt of the earth, but pick that person, have their back and push them, right? Because um, you'll get the best. And I really honestly believe when you're in a room with a group of diverse uh, professionals, everyone looking different, um, you get much better ideas and way better solutions. So it's good for business as well. And it's just the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's actually very good practical advice that is not talked about enough is the Supporting of of uh, women in in the workforce, and for any women who are working in audit, what advice would you have for them?
1: Stick it out. Like I like I'd say to anybody, stick it out. But yeah. use ask a lot of questions. There's no there is no such thing as a dumb question, and advocate for yourself. Right, make sure that if you're doing stuff and it's your ideas, make sure people know. Um, you know, and uh, be in front of the client. The clients don't sit on your computers, and um, really, um, I always say the one thing again, a very practical thing: always ask when something's due. Don't assume it's due the next day so that you think that you're up all night. So just always ask when things are due so that you can mm. balance your work and your life.
0: I wish I had that advice a long <laughs> time ago. But um, no, Catherine, this has been great and it's really um, relevant right now. The accounting bodies globally are beaten to trying to define what the future of audit looks like. So uh, thank you very much for coming on and we look forward to potentially day have you in to, to help the, the chartered accountants worldwide. Uh, support I auditors would love play. it.
1: I'm very proud. I tell everyone I'm both a CA and a CPA.
0: That's great. Now, one <laughs> final question. I didn't tell you about this before I came on. Yeah, that's fine. If you weren't an auditor, what would you be?
1: A ski instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't afford it.
0: <laughs> that, that's a first. By him, and it's probably... The most unique by a mile, why, <laughs> may I ask?
1: Oh, I loved it. I grew up skiing. I love being outside. It's such a great life. So that's what I would do. Interesting people, building relationships. I just wouldn't have to deal with numbers. Well,
0: I, I, I don't see much parallel to auditing, but that's uh, <laughs> no, great to hear. Well, thank you very much, Catherine. And no problem. Uh,
1: thank you for having me.
0: Yes, absolutely. And happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Thank you.